week, I told our fans to go to TeamCoco.com and vote on which snacks Joe Biden looked like the most. Now, we gave him five choices. Yogurt-covered raisin, pirate booty, Japanese shrimp chip, cotton candy, and saltine. There was also a place to write in your answers. A lot of people wrote in frosted mini-wheat, which, yeah, I can see that. That's not bad. That's not bad. We also got plenty of marshmallow and Nello wafers. Yeah. But there was a clear winner, and we're going to announce that winner right now. We had a total of over 4,000 votes. And the winner by far with over 1,300 votes was, and this is not a contested election, this is a clear victory. Are you ready, Andy? Yes. Okay, here we go. The snack Joe Biden looks the most like, according to you, the viewer, Japanese shrimp chip. (laughs) Whoa, yeah. (laughs) Incredible. Wow. Yeah. He's a very pasty man. Come on, man. Japanese shrimp chip? I'm not familiar with that. I was uh, looking up the TV today, man. He was looking. He, he was having one of his old days yesterday. Uh-huh. And that happens when you you get older. Days, Some days you feel, you know, I feel 45 today. feel like the clear winner is absolutely the frosted mini wheat, yeah. though. And he, if that he, were one of the votable selections, I think it would have ran away It looks with like it. a frosted mini wheat, but he was having Come an on. old day yesterday night. No, God, so the, uh, the problem was in the primaries. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it wasn't uh, yeah. Yeah, nominated. Yeah. So we're raising money for Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. You'll be learning more about that later this hour from somebody who's benefited from that unbelievable organization. We're trying to raise a half million dollars. People are donating money. You can donate money with a fake name if you want to. It's got to be at least $10 for us to mention it on the air, like Scatter the Monkey donated $10, so we appreciate that. Appreciate that. Newsom's Pretty Highlights donated 25 bucks. Wow, thank you, Governor. And also 25 bucks from Knock Knock, Who's There, Dish, Dish Who, Dish Donation from the Ghost of Sean Connery. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize you got that many characters. <laughs> <laughs> Another 50 bucks from Mark Zuckerberg will never win the world's sexiest man. I don't know if this person's on the voting committee or what. <laughs> wow. Um, Taco- answering a question that's never been asked. <laughs> Tacos on my pizza box. I don't know, but they chipped in 150 bucks. Sure, okay. why not? Oh, that's that's my uh, protest against pizzas that are a different food. <laughs> if you want the different food, order it. Order tacos if you want tacos. Don't get a taco pizza. It's the our cheeseburger pizza. Get a cheeseburger. <laughs> and, and Joe, I believe your telenovela pseudonym, Rodriguez Gonzalez Gonzalez, yes. chipped in $25 as well. Excellent. Uh, muy bueno. And I almost went to McDonald's last night as having one of those. I was doing some errands and it was late and I almost had one of those. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do the drive through at McDonald's at 11 o'clock at night. I'm just going to do it. Oh, boy. But it was the gluten thing that, uh, because my son is gluten-free for his health, and uh, we're all doing it to, uh, you know, as a... Solidarity. You know, so, exactly. So, you know, it's hard There's for you no to... no I in team. It's hard for you to be gluten-free. We'll all do it. So I couldn't break that vow to... Uh, I wasn't going to cheat on him. So that kept me... Well, the, the I'm going to, like, be too heavy to walk wasn't enough <laughs> to slow me down, but the I'm not going to cheat on my vow to my son, so... That's nice. That says something about humankind. I know exactly what you mean. Oh, if it weren't for disappointing other people, I might be a bum. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. That's yeah. a good point. I, I'm not going to disappoint him, disappoint myself though, all day long. I'm used to it. Please. <laughs> I, can take it. I know me, and I'm not impressed. <laughs> I'm not lying to myself. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, which direction do we want to go? Well, I tell you what, that Japanese shrimp chip, which sounds intriguing to me. Uh, I am a snacker. Um <laughs> It, it reminded me of a story uh, sent along by alert listener Dave. This uh, children's author 
has canceled himself over an allegedly racially insensitive illustration in his book. What? And he wants his own book taken off the shelves. The offensive image, which the author said makes me sick, is a Japanese girl dressed in a kimono with her hair in a bun. See, the story's about a a little deaf girl who's very creative, and she's imagining other cultures and other places on Earth. Well, and so this guy who's evidently just, he's he's fallen, he's he's swigged down the entire politically correct woke Kool-Aid. He wants his own book taken off the shelves. Wow. The illustrator um, said, first of all, I'm Asian. It's not the least bit racist or insulting. Uh, it's, it's What is the problem here? The implication that depicting a Japanese girl in a wheelchair wearing a Yakuda is racist is a problem because Japanese girls in wheelchairs can and do wear a Yakuda. And we think that's beautiful. So merely portraying someone of another culture is now racist in the world of the completely mentally ill woke crowd. That's wild. They've, they've induced their own mental illness. The psychology, psychiatrists need to, or, you know, students of the human brain need to study this phenomenon. Mm-hmm. You can make yourself mentally ill. Um, I got a text. I don't, you know, too many inside jokes and nobody's going to know what we're talking about. But uh, Gavin Newsom's crime, eating a meal, a succulent meal. <laughs> that was his crime. A succulent French meal. Um, We crossed 250,000 deaths for Corona. We don't usually, you know, round number landmarks don't mean anything to me. A disturbing, we hit one million. I don't understand that, your fascination with round numbers. The only reason that's interesting is I saw a clip of Dr. Fauci saying back in March that he he thought we'd, you know, have a quarter of a million deaths this year. And I remember at the time thinking, no way. No freaking way. Mm. And we're there. And it's mid-November. And we're growing by... Close to 2,000 a day Oh boy, on that list now. That is a lot. Yeah. And various things we and others believed, well, you know, those who were most likely to pass this year have gotten it and passed. And, you know, that's a nation of 330-some million people. So, you know, it is still mostly the older and more vulnerable. But there's no question that the crisis is full on. Will Will we be able to have data at some point? That lets us know whether that early lockdown did us any good. Did it do us any good to cripple the economy to the cost of trillions of dollars for that two-month period back in March? Did it, or did we just put off a little bit and we could have saved trillions of dollars? I would guess that it was useless because useful therapies were still many months away, and um, or several months away, and it was useful. It, useless. Useless. Yeah, all it did was postpone the inevitable, uh, okay. which came roaring back. Now, if if in, in like February, March, uh, the good Dr. Fauci had said, look, we'll have a vaccine in May. Well, then it would have made great sense. And, you know, I can forgive people for doing the wrong thing. Every shot was a shot in the dark in the early days of this thing. But um, And the argument being made now is, yes, we need to do a total shutdown because we're so close to the, the medicines being ready. Um, I just, you know, how many more lives are going to be wrecked uh, and or lost to save these other lives from the COVID? Yeah, wrecked it's tough. It's in... just it's a miserable circumstance. There is no happy answer. That's life. Kind of a message is that for a, somebody who gets in their car and turns on the radio? I'm a realist. Wow. 
There's no. Why don't and, you just and, hide in their closet and yell boo? Well, <laughs> as Barney Fife once said, why don't you go down to the old folks' home and wax the steps? <laughs> um, it's just there are so I mean, many. You're not a real card. You are. There are so many utopians out there who ride unicorns onto the airwaves or or into their newspaper job or whatever and try to convince you that it all would have been wonderful if only that terrible orange man hadn't been in in power or that awful uh, governor or whatever because we've been railing against the governors. The best outcome to this is going to be crappy. It's just a tough circumstance. So we may have spent trillions of dollars and uh, didn't really get anything for it. No, we, we guessed and we guessed wrong. Thought it could be controlled. And everybody was praising Europe up and down. The harshest lockdown. Uh, Italian policemen would club you in the head if they saw you outdoors. This is the way to handle it, Jim. And then it came roaring back in Europe, roaring back everywhere. Yeah, I don't, I just, I don't, uh, I really don't want to make anything about Trump ever again in my life. But if Trump came in the room, I wouldn't want to make it about Trump. <laughs> But we got to stop talking about various people's reactions, either Trump's or governors or whatever. Isn't that all of that out the window? Everybody's tried everything, and everybody's getting their ass kicked by this thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I almost I saw wanna... Sweden the other day just getting murdered by this thing. They were held up as the example for a long time. Right, of the, the libertarian fewer restrictions crowd, right? Uh, I have part of me wants to run, you know, a lot of that interview Brett Baer did with the Democratic governor of Kansas um, because she's, uh, you know, very reasonable, very even handed. She, thank God, takes in the totality of the needs of her citizens, doesn't act like covid is the only thing. It's like the other governors, a lot of leaders, act as if you don't need to breathe. You don't need to eat. You don't need to work. You have no emotions. You have no family. None of that matters. Kids cannot go to school for a year or two, and their lives won't be changed at all. They'll right. be fine. They're just willfully ignorant. Got their fingers in their ears, their eyes closed, going la, 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 about the totality of the human experience and how this is affecting it. Um, I, I like this. This is uh, Byron York. Nice little summary. Give me clip 34 there, Sean, then we ought to take a break. But I thought it was really interesting what Governor Kelly and Governor Reeves were telling you. Clearly, they don't believe in any sort of national one-size-fits-all policy. They don't believe even in statewide one-size-fits-all policies. They're, they're making policies county by county in their states, depending on conditions, and there was absolutely zero taste among either one, Republican and Democrat, for lockdowns. They felt like they learned a lot during the lockdown period months ago, and they don't want to do that again, even when the virus is a big threat. How against the national narrative is that yeah. a Republican and a Democrat governor saying, no, we don't we don't need national policies, maybe national coordination, like getting those ventilators sent around, that sort of thing. But not a national lockdown. Certainly not. So later this hour, we'll and it, Joe Biden's top advisors on the covid are big on lockdowns, just so you know. Later this hour, we're here, we will hear from somebody who got wounded serving this country and was helped by Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. And that's what we're raising money for. This week, so we'll get into that. Um, also, a lot of people are doing online dating during the COVID because get, what else are you going to do? You've heard about catfishing. How about hat fishing? You got to really watch hat out fishing? for that. Stay away till recent surge online. You don't want to get hat fished. <laughs> or do I? I don't know. <laughs> All on the way. Armstrong and Getty.
The Armstrong and Getty Show. Hat fishing in the online dating scene. What a scary term. Have that for you in a second. Fabulous. Uh, appreciate people donating to Warrior Foundation Freedom Station, like Gavin Newsom's blue face mask gave $200. Appreciate it. Nancy Pelosi's freezer gave 250 bucks. These are some good they're, donations. Very generous. Of course, every donation's great. Good morning. Thank you, Madam Speaker, you witch. Kamala Harris's laugh gave 25 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ben's a little unhappy that uh, he gave $10 under the name Positive Bong, <laughs> and, it, and it didn't show up. So, uh, yes, uh, apologies. Some of them fall through the cracks. Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> Uh, another problem we've got with the whole vaccine, you know, you got whatever percentage of people say we'll take it and it's not high enough. A third of people say they're not willing to pay anything for it. Interesting. Not anything. Zero. <sighs> anything more than zero and they won't get it. How about a $5 tip to the gal who jabs you? Nothing? Five bucks something for you, the effort? Five bucks if you get it in my arm. <laughs> if you only have to jab once. That's interesting. A third yeah. of people say, I won't get it if I have to pay even a cent for it. Oh. Yeah. Um, so cat, what is catfishing online? That's if uh, somebody's pretending to be something else. Yeah, like a 325-pound uh, truck driver is portraying a uh, an attractive young 20-year-old uh, woman. Okay. Do you have to, like, go completely, like, different sex and everything like that, or is it just... That's what it usually no, a, a is. A woman but... could, could pretend to be a different woman, but essentially just, uh, oh, I, I'd love to come see you. Ah, I, I don't have the plane ticket. Can you Venmo me 200 bucks? Oh, and, I'd, and she I'd love sends to come all out and see sorts you. of sexy pictures yeah. of okay. a, another person. It's catfishing if you specifically are trying to get money from somebody? That tends to be the end game. Oh. Like oh, it, sometimes it's to get nude pics or whatever. It's just... Gotcha. Yeah, portraying yourself as something you're not. In short, hmm. I'm going to live and die without having ever done anything online dating related, I'm sure. But uh, it's interesting to watch from afar. Um, but hat fishing is a problem. Is it? When someone conceals <laughs> their baldness under a hat. <laughs> I wondered. It's, it's a recent surge online. Is it? I find that hard to believe. Researchers revealed that those who suffer from thinning hair or baldness, 21% have tried to conceal their lack of hair on dating apps on social media. Well, I wouldn't. I don't know if I would accent it. Get a really bright light shiner up. <laughs> Turtle wax your dome. <laughs> exactly. Have the have the shot for straight from above. Don't even see your face. Just the top of your head. <laughs> Hat fishing. Is this the problem we're we're worried about? Yeah. I, I you're, once you're online dating. I once was chatting up a uh, a, a, a lovely young woman, and uh, I was wearing a hat at the time, and she said, uh, "We're kind of moving toward." Uh, this weekend we should go uh, she said what's going on underneath that hat what she, she, said she actually said that. really yeah why like, didn't you say are those your real boobs <laughs> <laughs> wow raising their prices on prescription jugs <laughs> i took off my they're hat. generally uh, called breast implants mr president elect <laughs> sir i took off my hat she said that's what i suspected uh, but we did end up uh, dating for a while. so oh, That's nice. So she Apparently overcame her so revulsion. What, what of your suspicions then? <laughs> well, I, there's there's bald and there's bald. Some people, it doesn't always look the same. That's <laughs> true. It looks good that's on true. The Rock, for instance. You know, Heck it yeah. It doesn't look the same on Danny DeVito. It's, uh, you know, just. For uh, instance. And I'm not neither one of those, but. <laughs> well, I think The Rock could have any damn hairstyle he wanted. 
likewise Danny DeVito. Right. And they would still. That is a heck of a thing to say to somebody. I'd never really thought about it before. What do you got going on underneath that hat? (laughs) Because you could say the same. What do you got going on underneath your jacket? I mean, come on. (laughs) How much money you got in your bank account? What kind of car do you drive? Do you mind if I measure your thighs? Where are we going with this? (laughs) (laughs) Measure your thighs. Come on. What's your waist size? Oh, rude. Rude. Oh, I do have an update on some of the voting um, audits and recounts that are going on. It's uh, I'm uh, maybe I'm just naive, uh, but it astonishes me the extent to which NPR lies. They are lying liars. They are so brutally partisan, and yet they get our tax money. It's amazing. They were doing a report on the uh, the Georgia audit, which has some notable results. And if you'd heard their entire report, you would come away with the opposite. Of what is true. It's just amazing. We'll give you the actual facts. You know what they are. Uh, there's also a hijinks in Michigan craziness in the Detroit area. Uh, Donate to Warrior Foundation Freedom Station by going to armstrongandgetty.com. It's super easy. It takes a couple of minutes at the most. Yeah. Yep. And, man, your, your dollars will go to wonderful use. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We should get into, uh, later we should get into that report on the strength of China and the goals of China, which is not surprising to us because we've been reading about this for a while, but they are hell-bent on taking over the world and being the dominant force in the world. They scream that out loud all the time. It's amazing to me that a lot of our journalism and uh, and people in government are just catching on to that because they say it out loud. They don't keep it a secret. China is hell-bent on taking over the world. You sound a little racist to me, like a xenophobe. Coming up also, uh, some updates on some serious voting irregularities around the country. I don't care which way you swing politically, you have to be against vote fraud. And I'll go through some of the texts we're getting. Yeah, they're wiping out Costco's, Walmart's all around the country. Toilet paper wipes, all that stuff, just like it was the beginning of the pandemic. I'll hit you with that coming up. Man, i got to go out on the street corner and sell... uh, Black market toilet paper. Profiteering. We might be low on some of this stuff. I I thought that danger was past. So too. We're, we're yeah. digging into our uh, you know oversupply we'd gotten into back in May or whenever. Mm-hmm. Well, let's focus on uh, some something very, very positive, and that's the incredible work being done at Freedom Station. Warrior Foundation Freedom Station, the organization that we're raising money for this week, does amazing work for our fighting men when they need the help the most. And uh, as part of what, uh, you know, how we're helping you understand it. We're talking some, to some of the warriors who benefited from the programs. We're talking to Povis McNitus, former Freedom Station resident, retired sergeant with the U.S. Marine Corps. Uh, uh, yet another injured warrior has been assisted by Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. Povis, how are you, sir? Doing great. How are you guys? It's good. It's great to talk to you again uh, this year. And, and you know, I'm, I'm going to tell a little bit of your story because I know we'd have to drag it out of you because... Marines hate being singled out and complaining, at least mm-hmm. unless it's to each other, you know, but but that's yeah. fair. Uh-huh. So in yeah. 09, you were deployed to Afghanistan and uh, your, your team was doing uh, reconnaissance and observations on IED exploded beneath the floor of the house that Povis and his team had just entered, severely injuring everyone, including Povis uh, head and facial injuries. And I understand you couldn't speak. You could barely hear at that moment, right? 
Yeah. But you still had a job to do. He treated his teammates to keep them alive and then maintained perimeter security on their position for over two hours until help arrived, until he was medevac to Germany. And that's when a hell of a long journey began, huh? Oh, yeah. Um, when you're in when you're in war, I mean, especially, you know, us, us Marines, we like to think that we are the uh, we are the, the best, most highly trained individuals on the battlefield, which I I wouldn't say think I would say, yeah, we are no. the um, uh you're trained with your your brothers in arms, and you're when you get into a situ- situation like that, the, the last thing you're thinking about is yourself. You're, you know, it's it's you've been training with these guys for years, and you know when something like that happens, you know I, I don't want to say it's just me. You know I'm I'm the only person that would do this. I think anybody in my team would have done the same thing that I did, and you know caring for each other and making sure. You know, you, you put yourself down, and it's more making sure the rest of your team gets through it together. Um, you know, that's the least any of us would do in those moments. Well, as Joe mentioned, you know, where Freedom Station comes in in a lot of different ways is um, those of you, because my brother's in the same situation. He's fought in wars, and he doesn't talk about it. He talks with other guys that had the same experience as him, but he won't talk to people like me about it or, you know, those of us who who have no idea what it's like. And yeah. um, so someone rolls into Freedom Station, they can talk to you. I know you do a lot of mentoring because with your story, your injuries, your dozens of surgeries, there's not going to be many people that come through that, that could say, uh, you don't understand what I'm talking about. And that's got to be really valuable to people. It is. Um, you know, the, the great thing that Freedom Station really brings to the table when it comes to our injured service members, when when you're transitioning from your military service to your civilian life now is, you know, there, there's this kind of um, the middle ground here where, you know, you, you fought in a war, you're, you know, you're, you've become injured. Now you're dealing with these injuries and, and you're told you're no longer going to be able to serve your country in the manner that you were serving it before. So, you know, the, there's this, you know, it, and it's usually you're, you're cut short, you know, you thought, you know, I'm, I'd be, serving my country for another year, two years, four years, 20 years, whatever, whatever your plan was. Um, I know for me personally, after my injury, you know, I was telling the doctors at Balboa hospital and I'm fine. Sew my face back up, get me back out there. You know, my, my teammates are still there. They're still receiving contact from the enemy every day. And I just wanted to get back in the fight to be there for them. And so that was one of the, the toughest things to, sorry, the toughest things to deal with is, is, you know, imagining that, your teammates are still over there. They're in the fight, and rounds are flying by their head still, and you're back here in the rear. Yeah, you're getting stitched up, but like I said, you're still not thinking about yourself. You're you're caring about your brothers, and Freedom Station brings that back. You know, you're able to now, you've got other brothers that are there that are going through things similar to yourself, and you can now, you know, mentor each other. Now you're going through a lot of the same things, battling with your injuries and battling with whatever sort of administrative documents we need to do in the whole transition. It's uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a never ending battle for, for a couple of years. there, trying to get everything smoothed out from moving from your military career to your civilian side. And it's uh, freedom station really 
really smooths that out for but, a number of our service members. Meanwhile, while you're dealing with that and helping other guys deal with, uh, you know, their burden, you're getting your degree at the University of San Diego while you're at uh, Freedom Station, which is just a beautiful thing. And now we understand you're doing really well in financial services and living life and, and mentoring uh, your brothers. Like you said, it's a great story. Thank you. Yeah. So I wouldn't have been able to to accomplish as much. At least I don't feel like I would have been able to accomplish as much without without all of the you know the assistance that I had received from Warrior Foundation during those years. That's a heck of a story, Povis McNightis. Thanks, Povis. Um, and we've uh, we've known Povis now for several years, and he's uh, spoken with us on many occasions. And every time, it's great, and usually it moves the needle on people donating to Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. We made it super easy. It only takes a couple of minutes. And if you're a whale, where are whales be at? We love whales. We had a $6,000 whale earlier today. You know, if you're a whale also, that guy or woman thinks they're better than you. You going to put up with that? Huh? You know, I was struck by what he said about the last thing he's thinking about or you're thinking about is yourself in a situation like that. And, you know, I think uh, we owe it to these great men and women uh, to to have a little of that feeling ourselves and to give until it hurts a little bit to support this incredible organization, Four Stars Charity Navigator. It's fabulous. So let's do a total here in just a couple of minutes, but um, uh, a lot of people donate under a, a wacky name. Like uh, Gavin Newsom is an idiot, donated $100. I don't think that's probably their real name. Podcast, it's an odd name. Podcast Reparations is in for $25. <laughs> I'm not going to say that one. Uh, a nation of veal cal- calves, ten bucks. There you go. That's the minimum. John Hickenlooper watches porn with his mom. <laughs> is in with a good uh, donation. That is a fact, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes, Sean, it is from his own mouth. Right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Teat. That was a great memory. I don't. <laughs> I don't know why Jack's earwax is in for twenty five dollars. That seems weird. Oh, we're uh, grateful nonetheless. I like this one. Twenty seven dollars from first name people, last name round the world. <laughs> around the world uh we got producer scott reporting from the car wash i would remind you that yes. was not a car wash that was a hurricane simulator exactly. if, I, if my understanding is correct. <laughs> correct yes gendered language is in for 10 <laughs> sean's unmentioned fifth cats in for 100 <laughs> i don't mention my f- i don't have four to mention Why 20, would I men- 25 dollar donation for a human f- who falls short sometimes <laughs> wow as the mockery of Gavin Newsom continues. Uh, we're all human. We all fall short sometimes. Oh, give, me, give me 57. <laughs> the spirit of what I'm preaching all the time uh, was contradicted, and I got to own that. And so I want to apologize to you uh, because I need to preach and practice, not just preach right. and not practice. Oh, so you God. plead guilty to spirit contradiction. So I need to actually do what I'm saying. I mean, he just kind of laughs. He's like OJ. I mean, I'm just saying. Damn. Damn. I'm a hypocrite. I'm just saying. So go to armstrongandgetty.com. Give as generously as you can. Oh, Please, this organization's incredible. Now, we'll do a total when we come back and uh, to see where we get during the commercial break. And um, also, man, toilet paper and stuff flying off the shelves. We got examples from all over the country. I I think I caught on to this phenomenon like a moment too late. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. The 
let's get ourselves an update on where we are with Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. I know we got some uh, some uh, good donors, but Gladys, uh, drum roll, please. We're currently at three hundred seventy-six thousand one hundred three American dollars. Ooh, we could we could hit four hundred k before we get off the air today. We might have to resort to Sean talks about video games oh, until we hit a mini goal. No. Do you know about the carrots and the sticks? Oh. Well, we've been giving you carrots. Oh. I'm the stick. Ouch. Stop <laughs> hitting me. Jeffrey's Tubin gave $25. <laughs> Jerry Brown's disproportionate extraction from the national wealth. Man, if you don't know that one, that's a great, great comment. Yeah, great reference. Um. Yeah. Spirit contradictor. Dictor. Mm, uh, uh, <laughs> that's, that's a creative spelling yeah. of the word contradictor. Recall uh-huh. the hypocrite, 50 bucks. Aunt Tifa with a $100 donation. <laughs> My Aunt Tifa. That's <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, give under your name. Give anonymously. Give under a funny name. Uh, we'll read them. Just go to armstrongandgetty.com. We, uh, 10 bucks from Freak, who brings bags up to the room. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's one of my faves. $100 from uh, the Toilet Paper Hunter, adapting to these, oh, these times. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, Joe's Slice Broke My Window contributed $500. <laughs> I never slice. The disdain in Jack's voice as he reads Black Friday copy contributed $100. <laughs> I almost spit up my coffee. A little close to home there. <laughs> that, that was funny. <laughs> That's hilarious. Right, once again, go to armstrongandgetty.com. The banner is easy to find. Give it to Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. Quick glance around America. First of all, Mary Beth, a recovering Cal Unicornian, now lives in the great state of Kansas, where our career together began, actually. Um, uh, I, I had praised Governor Kelly's moderate and reasonable stance about pandemics and shutdowns and the rest of it. Uh, Mary Beth points out uh, early on in the pandemic, she was trying to make huge restrictive moves and the legislature was quick to do its job and restrict her powers with regard to the scope of the term state of emergency. Overall, it's led to a much more consultative approach to how the restrictions have been placed, et cetera. So thanks for the note. It's good enlightenment. Divided government. We're going to get some of that, right? With uh, a Republican likely Senate and a uh... And a, a Biden presidency, divided government, it's just, you know, there's a lot to like there. Oh, absolutely. People claim that we don't get anything done. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly, yeah. Um, oh, what was the other thing I was going to say? Oh, and, and listen, to, maybe you're younger, maybe you're politically naive or whatever. The whole perpetual state of emergency, that's that's kind of a big thing in politics. It's like the sure I'll love you tomorrow of getting someone's pants off. I mean, it's it's the big, obvious, ugly constant in politics, the never ending state of emergency to grab up more power. So be aware. Moving along, the voting NPR lying liars don't deserve a dime of your tax money. They're reporting. Uh, we're reporting this morning on the Georgia vote audit thing. Um, and said, yeah, a few uh, votes were found that were not properly uploaded. I happen to be familiar with this story. There were three batches of votes that just went away. They were hidden in a box or something and were never, never counted. During the audit, they found one batch of 284 ballots that netted Trump another 176 votes, cut slightly into Biden's lead. Another batch of more than 2,600 uncounted votes were found on a memory card in Floyd County. 
And a second memory card with nearly 2,800 uncounted votes were found in Fayette County on Tuesday. Now, these are these ugly and stupid uh, disputing of the election that, that Trump has because he won't leave power and he's the new Hitler, et cetera, et cetera. Now, Biden still has a lead of almost 13,000, but thousands and thousands of votes that were never counted is exactly the sort of thing we ought to be rooting out. Yeah. Yep. Massive irregularities in Wayne County. That's Detroit, Michigan. Two Republicans said there are wild inconsistencies between the number of registered voters and the number of votes in some of these districts. We need to get to the bottom of this. We won't certify the vote until we do. Well, of course, for that, they were berated and called racists over and over again. One Democrat Michigan state representative elect, one Abraham Ayash, actually doxed the poor woman and her children and berated them all as racists, even in online posts naming where the little kids go to school and talking about the impact the decision would have on their little black classmates and making it clear that she and her children should be hated and berated. They're racists. I'm not going to try to change your mind. I just want to let you know that Trump stink, the stain of racism has covered yourselves in, is going to follow you through history, wrote several commentators of these people saying, look, we've got to make sure all these votes are legit. That's politics for you. Boy, that's ugly. Mm. Yikes. I'd say. Everybody of every political persuasion ought to be interested in honest voting. How do I even have to say that? So I had heard secondhand that they're starting to run out of stuff with stores at stores. And I thought, really? And so I asked earlier again, and we got a bunch of texts. My lo- my local Costco out of paper towels and toilet paper again. Costco's don't run out of stuff like that. I went in Sunday, not a sheet available of any kind or brand. Wow, wow is right. Uh, was at Costco on Sunday and noticed a big cluster of people in the back corner of the store. At first, I couldn't figure out why so many people were all crammed together back there. Then realized it was the bottled water toilet paper section. I didn't know this was going on. I missed out. Oh, my gosh. My sister sent me a picture from uh, California, an empty toilet paper aisle in her local Walmart. I replied with two photos from my local grocery store here in Pensacola, Florida, where the toilet paper and paper towels completely wiped out. The hoarding has definitely begun again. Yikes. If you weren't aware of this, be aware now, and it might be too late. Oh, for goodness sakes. I hope you were stocked up. We'd we'd been going through our... You know, I, I, every time I'd grab some toilet paper from our giant mountain of toilet paper, I think, eh, was a bit of an overreaction maybe, but apparently not. Man, these are strange times. Yeah. Uh, New York Post with the story, Governor Cuomo having trouble getting sheriffs who will enforce his 10-person cap on Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, that's not why you got into law enforcement, is to walk into people's houses and count heads at Thanksgiving and say, I know you like Uncle Bob, and you, he probably won't be around that long, but... He's one too many, so he's got to go. Or the little kid. You, Granny, put your hands behind your back. <laughs> You're going to jail. <laughs> yeah, sure. That's yeah. That's why cops become law enforcement officers. What is the thinking on the toilet paper thing? Is there is there any there, there doesn't is there a reason? Was there a reason last time? I, I don't know. The supply lines continue to be fine. Just you don't want to go out. It's fear that the vid is getting super bad and you want to stay at home. I guess it's like a snowstorm is coming. It's got to be. I was staying at home. I did almost all my number twoing at home. Admirable or something. I think Um, most people are. Right. But if you 
if your at-home routine involves going to the store once a month mm. and you don't want to go to the store next month, you just double up the orders, which the supply chain mm. may not be adapted to. Okay. But people, people just thinking out loud. Somebody mentioned Clorox wipes. We're kind of over that, though, aren't we? E- Wiping everything down. I did. Yeah, I, I did surfaces that. just yeah. are not really a threat. Mm-hmm. It's speaking moistly on each other, Mister Prime Minister. Stop doing that. Yeah. Um. Got. Uh, take the gun. Leave the cannoli. Is donated. Moistly. Take okay. the gun. Leave the cannoli. Is donated ten dollars. <laughs> Bernard Sanders. <laughs> Throat Gargling has donated $50 to Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. Bernard Sanders. <laughs> you beat me to it, Michael. From Kamala to Willie Brown, Thanks for Everything donated $25. Oh, oh that's, a, that's a reference to their uh, love affair, I believe. Faggity that's Cop, good. that's a friend of Armstrong and Getty over 10 years. 10 bucks. Appreciate it. Oh, oh we got that? a whale? Whale sighting. Oh, oh, we got Nicole with 2500 Priscilla with 1000 Cheryl with 1000 This is a pod. Jeff with 1000 oh. we, got, we got several whales came in recently. A pod of whales. Get Fantastic. your rowboat out of the sea. The whales are about. <laughs> Go to armstrongandgetty.com to donate. Armstrong and Getty.